Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Management and Money. I'm your host, Ryan Murray. And I'm your host, Ryan Owens. So last week, we left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger telling you we were going to do a two-part series on competition and the four types of competition. This is something that we are very passionate about because we've seen so many businesses make better marketing decisions once they understand this concept. So we uh, we kind of left off. There's a little bit of a challenge that we uh, we said, jot down your competitive advantage and uh, kind of have that written down. And so we, we'd, we'd like you to have that, uh, you know, uh, written down in front of you as we start talking about the messaging portion of this. But let me let me rec- recap briefly what we covered. Um, you can get the full content in last week's episode, but, uh, you know, on these four types of competition, you've got direct competition. That's people that sell the same products or services that you do. You've got indirect competition. That's people who sell different products or services that meet the same need. You've got open market. These are people who would buy from you, but they just aren't really aware that you're even out there. And then you've got internal competition, and this is the things that we do internally that end up competing against ourselves. And we remember that the definition of competition is anything that limits our revenue or limits our sales. And so competitive advantage would be the thing that makes people want to buy from us more than these other options. And so that's kind of where we left off, and we're going to dive into the the nuances. We're really going to start that off with some messaging. How do you use the understanding of competition to correctly message your business? Right. So messaging... Is it, it's important to understand what messaging can be. And I know that that sounds kind of obscure. Yeah, but there's a lot to messaging. So we're going to have to be a little bit broad for a minute. Yeah. So if I can risk sounding really, really simple, um, <laughs> messaging is that a- anything that conveys any kind of a message to your customer, right? And again, I know that sounds super simple, but... This isn't just the words you speak or write or type. Uh, it it can be your actions. It can be uh, your persona. It can be your storefront. It can be anything. Yeah. Anything that your customer will perceive from you or on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's important to understand that because it directly ties back to what type of competition you're trying to approach. And now it's important to understand you're sending a message, whether you want to be sending a message or not. Exactly. And the reason why we're honing this in onto a specific type of competition is because it's impossible to message to everyone. There's, there's so much going on, so many moving parts. And so you want to figure out where you want to, craft that message and it's incredibly rare that you are going to be uh be the best at every one of these types of competition in your industry yeah yeah you know i don't know i don't know that i know of any small business that i've directly worked with that has been the best quote unquote the best at any one of these so uh 
or more than one of these in their industry. For me, over a decade, hundreds if not thousands of businesses during that time period, and it's usually I see people have a competitive advantage in one, maybe two. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even seen three. Yeah. You know, it's, so so let alone four, like that's the unicorn. Yeah. So if you're if you're thinking, well, I'm the best in everything, it's like, mm, you, sorry, I, sorry, you might want to take a little bit closer look at, at yourself and yeah, and the industry that you're in. Uh, so if you let's let's start with uh, direct competition. So if you uh, determine that from last week that your competitive advantage is strong in the arena of direct competition. Let's talk about how your messaging would be affected by that. How would you talk to your customer uh, in comparison to your your direct competition? Okay. So I think it's important that uh, we, we frame this a little bit with, you know, an example. And I want to take this example of a business that I worked with that uh, they actually, um, they would do, it, it was an architectural company and they would do these custom home designs. Oh, cool. And when they were doing these custom home designs, they actually had a process that was superior to the vast majority of what you would get unless you were paying for like serious high-end architecture. So for the price that they had, what they were able to deliver was exceptional. Yeah. And so it gave them a strong, direct advantage. If ever they had an opportunity to go head-to-head against these other, you know, custom architect uh, companies, they they had this strong advantage. And so, um, you know, their, their messaging was all about that you're going to get world-class designs at an economical price. And, and, cool. and that was kind of their competitive advantage. No one could beat them in the small business realm because everyone who was doing, uh, you know, higher quality architecture was just ridiculously expensive. And so they, uh, they loved the opportunity to, you know, do that direct competition. And the whole time they thought that that's where they needed to be. So all of their slogans, all of their marketing material was always centered around that. The problem was they were too small. Nobody knew they existed they had no brand name. And so the real competition for them, open market. Yeah. It just, it, w- it was killing them that nobody knew they existed. And so they kept trying to be better at, uh, you know, at, at what they could produce and, right. and push those pricing down more. Yeah. And no one cared because yeah. they didn't know that they existed. It was yeah. too much of a friend and family referral kind of thing. Yeah. So instead of being... Hey, we're better. Hey, we're better. Hey, we're better. They needed to be conveying, "Hey, we're here. Hey, we're here. We're here." You know, it's like driving down the freeway. You're 80 miles an hour. It's like, "Hey, there." What was that? I don't yeah. know. Let's keep going. Right. And and, and so and but then they were trying to say, "But we're better. We're better." And it's, they didn't even see it, man. Like total wrong message. Yeah. Just absolutely the wrong message. So how do you know as a small business when that is going on? 
Right, because it's super important to understand that. Yeah, and really what it takes is it takes you looking at when you push on an element, does it change the sales? So think about this. If they put a uh, you know a marketing campaign out there that was all centered around this competitive advantage of being high quality, low price, we're better, and they get nothing out of it. Yeah, then that says, guess what? That's not where your competition really is. Right. And so look at that. If you're ever stalled out on a marketing campaign and you're wondering, you know, this used to work, but now it just doesn't seem to work anymore. The competition probably changed and and it will shift, you know, things are always shifting. And so, so, you know, I'm, I'm always looking to see when have they stalled out? Where have they stalled out? What is actually going on? And I'm always just assessing it and, you know, Mm -hmm. and kind of challenging, questioning that because we're so, you know, habitual to go back to okay i gotta beat my direct competition it's like yeah. mm, a lot of times you don't yeah. in fact most of the time you don't yeah you know which which kind of leads into something that you've been wanting to discuss a lot and that is if direct isn't the most common what is internal internal yeah yeah i i've never come across a business who doesn't have internal in their top one or two yeah i mean maybe their top three but right. y- you're looking at it as you're always getting hit so what what's going on here yeah so i think there there are really two ways to kind of look at this you can you can look at what um where you can have the most positive net effect what you can do the most gain the most traction in or you can also kind of look at what is getting in your way the most so like you talked about, there there might be you, you kind of have this ranking, right? It's it's not just that you're only focused on one area. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on uh, you know, direct competition and maybe internal competition or open market competition and in internal competition. But for me, in my experience, what I found is that regardless of whatever else, whatever whatever other uh, type of competition that you want to work on and test and try, you know, up in your game in, mm-hmm. it's super important to also work on your internal competition because there are so many strides that can be made there to get out of your own way and make it just make your business easier mm-hmm. to run and be successful. It's, it makes it easier to be successful in selling against your direct competition. Yeah. It makes it easier to draw in some of that open market competition of people who didn't know you existed or weren't buying from you because of a belief they had or, or whatever. Right. I, I did just want to pull in an analogy. Sure. That's great. And this is kind of a sports analogy Perfect. where you look at many of your top athletes will care less about the other competition and more about themselves. Yeah. They, they stop looking at what, other players are doing and they start looking about their own performance and they become their their biggest competitor right because at the end of a game if they walk off that court and they know you know it's crazy to see these top athletes who they just won the game and they're beating themselves up because there's like dude that was not my performance yeah and and that's that's 
yeah. this idea of internal competition is to say, regardless of what's going on around you, what are you doing internally? So with that, yeah. now go yeah. ahead and dive in. Perfect. I, I just, okay. I just wanted no, I, to put that out there. I love that. I love that example or that analogy because it's like, uh, so I played baseball, right? Mm-hmm. And um, as you're circling the bases, it's often really tempting to look for the, where the ball is at, right? It, it can be really tempting uh-huh. at times, um, but it's super important to either just duck your head and book it as fast as you can around those bases or to pay strict attention to your base coach, right? Uh-huh. And um, it's it's that same exact thing. It's like if, if the base coach has waved you through, you're not looking for the ball. You're, you're focusing on your getting your feet to turn around as quickly as possible. You're pushing beyond what you did the step before, you know, and it's all internal. Exactly. It's, it's about me moving that faster, me pushing my own self faster and 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 harder. And it's also where you have accountability, right? Because if you didn't push, you can't blame anyone else. Exactly. So let's bring this back into a small business. Uh, I gave the example of a restaurant mm-hmm. in the last episode, and these customers walked in. It's a dive of restaurant with amazing food. Um, but as I'm working with the small business, there were literally people that would walk in, and I would watch their eyes just get huge, and they would turn around and walk out. These yeah. were hungry people looking for food, willing to spend money. Right. They came to a place that had food <laughs> and would take money for it. Weird. <laughs> and I think that's called a restaurant. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. So, uh, and but they would turn around and walk out. And um, that business owner, he had a couple of things going for him, right? His his competition or, or his area of strength was his, the just the phenomenal food that okay. existed there. Yeah. And uh, didn't care a lick about the overall appearance of his restaurant. Sure. And so his strength was um, he was able to steal customers away from other restaurants it's like hey let's go out to eat they would they would choose this restaurant because of its amazing food rather than choosing another restaurant because of its eh, it's okay food sure. it's pretty good but this place is amazing right uh-huh. they were winning in that direct competition kind of region right but they were kicking themselves in the butt all day long every single day in terms of their internal competition uh and I, i'm sure i mean i was i wasn't there for long when this happened and I'm sure it happened all the time. And just think about that. Think about how many sales that they were losing due to that simple fact. It's like, I don't know if, so my, the example that I'm going to shift into is like, I'm not great at uh, staying on top of cleaning my wife's car. Right. Okay. Uh. Because it's it's one of those things that's like when I when I finally get around to doing it, it's like a whole new project every single time. But if she would just take like two seconds, and I'm not trying to bash on my wife, right? But it's like because I have the same kinds of things. This is just the example that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, if she would just take a second to grab the trash, you know, out of the door before she goes inside or into the store or whatever, um, you know. You splash a little bit of your drink on the dashboard. Just wipe it off really quick with a, a baby wipe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe you spend 10 minutes a week doing that kind of thing, right? Um, if this business owner would implement something 
in the same fashion, yeah, his business isn't going to be up to par overnight. He's not going to be crushing it in terms of internal competition in, in that arena, but there will be these improvements over time and he'll slowly start to win some of those customers that previously would have just turned around and walked out. Right. So, you know, you said that it doesn't happen overnight, but I've seen where it does happen overnight. It, it absolutely so can. I, I was working with this, um, it, it was a, uh, it was a professional services company. I, I, okay. Legal advisors. And the, uh, the problem is, is they were setting these unrealistic, you know, sales goals, basically. Like they wanted to have so many billable hours and they were just pushing to the point that everyone felt like they were just an hour, you know, yeah. and, 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 it, and it started bleeding through the company culture. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a small firm, this was, th- this was very quickly taking a negative effect. Yeah. And so the owner of the firm was, you know, pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and wanting more. And so he's pushing harder and not realizing that his drive for success was the biggest competition. And so when he finally was willing to take some of the advice of the team and, you know, they said, hey, we need to go back to what got us here in the first place. And that was we put the people first. You know, our culture used to be very, you know, we're, we're a small firm. And so the reason mm-hmm. why people use us is because they like that personal touch. They like the, you know, little extra that, that we can give that a big firm won't do. And so they stepped it back. And, like, overnight, all of a sudden, they got back on track with, with where they used to be. And they started seeing the growth. Now, it wasn't the aggressive growth that the owner, you know, wanted to see, but it was steady growth. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, you, you can see these things happen very quickly with, with some minor changes. And no amount of advertising would have brought on that level of growth. They, they were pushing people away. They needed to change their culture. Once the culture changed, because they were dealing with you know, more of the relationship based, well, word of mouth spread for them and it did really well. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I always have this, uh, vision in mind of, uh, you know, these, these types of comp or, or I'm sorry, the, the flow of customers is like going down this track, right? And you are trying to divert some of these customers into your business off of this track and you're doing so via your competitive advantage and through whatever, um, fighting against whatever competition that you're you're fighting against. And if you can refine some of these things, especially, again, in my experience, especially with internal competition, it's just like greasing that track. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. or um, you're opening it a little bit wider. And yeah, it's, it is crazy how quickly some of these things can take effect yeah. once, once implemented. Like, just and, and and they're not even a lot of times they're not even big things you know mm-hmm. what I mean they're not even things that you know, we as uh, entrepreneurs or small business owners realize but 
they can have such a huge impact. Like if you are running a retail store and having your, your staff rather than being that pushy staff of, Hey, we've got this new denim in. Why don't you come and check it out? In fact, I've got your size right here. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of doing something like that, it's like, Hey, my name's so-and-so I'm happy to see you in the store. I'm just going to be in back or, or I'll be right here folding some clothes for a second. If you need anything, I'm right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just that greeting. Um, if you didn't do something like that before can totally change a mm-hmm. customer's experience and be like, wow, I love going in there because, and, and if that attitude kind of permeates their experience, right? Say they come over they and they, you ask, or they ask you for help and you drop what you're doing and go and make sure that this is a custom tailored shopping experience for them and specifically trying to meet their needs. That's, that's game changing, yeah. right? Yeah. Just that training your staff or implementing that change in your internal process that can blow your competition out of the water, yeah. your direct competition, right? Yeah. So I feel like we have, you know, we, we've covered direct competition. Right. We've covered internal competition. Right. Now, it wasn't in this episode. It was last week's episode where we covered the open market competition with the online store example. The one that I feel like we haven't touched on is the indirect, indirect. And, and I want to make sure that we cover this one because even though we mentioned how important the internal competition is and can be, it's equally important to understand all four types of competition because right. you've got to understand what's most important to you, where you have the most opportunity and where you have the biggest threat. And so mm-hmm. we've only got a couple minutes before we're going to wrap this episode up. Okay. But I want to take this opportunity to really talk about indirect competition. So if I'm thinking about going out on date night, that's I'm thinking something in, in that realm, like going out to nice restaurant, going out to uh, do something entertaining, right? Yeah. So dinner and a movie. So I had the opportunity to take a cooking class uh, okay. not that long ago. And um, I thought, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a date out of this. And so on date night, I take my wife and we go down and we attend this cooking class and make some, we learn how to cook some amazing food. It okay. was phenomenal. And we ate really well, had a phenomenal experience. So, so, and that was it. So, so you went to a restaurant and learned how to cook a little bit. That's the kicker right there. We went to a grocery store. Oh, okay. So the grocery store literally stole my business from a restaurant or from another. So so you did date night in a grocery store? Yeah, and it was amazing. Like this was such a nice uh, (laughs) This was such a nice grocery store. They had this whole uh, upstairs portion where they had like this glassed off room with these big tables and all kinds of cooking kitchen accessories. And they had this huge table up front for the chef and cameras to like be able to watch him. Wow. It was amazing at a grocery store. I'm seeing this kind of stuff because a grocery store here in town, they just hired a sushi chef and you can now do takeout, which is competing against the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. So this is, I, I love this example for a number of reasons, but let's look at it for a second. If you're a grocery store or a convenience store and you're like, man, Amazon's kicking my butt and Walmart's kicking my butt. 
Well, the, the direct competition is yeah. just clobbering well, I've, you. I've got to lower my prices so I can compete. That's the only way I can do it. Wrong. <laughs> this this grocery store, they are, in fact, man, this is such a great, I love this example. After the cooking class, I went down and um, I was just kicking around looking for a few things. And I ended up buying some other things in this grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, I mean, this this grocery store got a little bit creative. They didn't have to slash their prices or try other ways to compete with their direct competition. They got creative, and they looked at other ways that they could so, swipe into other areas and steal business from other people. So they're now competing against a restaurant, and yeah. I bet the restaurants had no idea. Not a clue. Because they're not thinking, oh, I wonder what this grocery store is doing until – it's off the ground, and then they're starting to notice, huh, wait a second. So Holy for crap. all you restaurants out there, start selling groceries. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but but a little bit, yes, in the sense of get creative. Exactly. Do, do something that yeah. people would not expect. Yep. And, and that's the beauty of indirect competition. Yeah. And so one last thing before, I know we're getting tight. I, one last thing before we wrap up, the flip side of that, if you are a small business and you notice, well, Tuesday night, I all of a sudden, like I'm getting way less customers than I used to. Maybe you want to start looking for somebody that's swiping <laughs> your business. Maybe go look at that grocery store and see if they're doing cooking classes or something of the like. And once you find that indirect competition, it then becomes really, really easy to find other ways in your small business that you can branch out in terms of indirect competition. Yeah. And there's so many, okay, you know, maybe this needs to be a three part series, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, but we keep saying how important it is to look at all aspects of competition. Mm -hmm. And, and we've tried to give some examples of each of these areas of all four and, we really would encourage you guys to take some time and think about all four and find where you can be successful. And honestly, we would love to, I mean, if we need to, if I would love to extend this into a third or a fourth part season, but we want to hear from you guys and see, you know, if there's any other topics about this you want to discuss, this is a clarification. Yeah. This is a super important and effective tool for small business. So please reach out to us via our website, marketingmanagementmoney.com or on Twitter. And we are at MMM Small Biz. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.